Welcome to the Marriage Shop Podcast, presented by Catalyst, helping to improve every part of life that matters in every place that matters. In the Marriage Shop, we discuss the work required to build, repair, and maintain a marriage that lasts. I am Dr. Mike Perry, and I'm joined by my co-host, my gorgeous wife, my good thing, Wendy Perry. Thank you, baby. We also invite you to join us during our live recording of The Marriage Shop on Facebook and YouTube on Monday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern. For now, come on in and let's get to work in The Marriage Shop. Good to see you again. We're in The Marriage Shop. It's Mike and Wendy at The Marriage Shop. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, tonight we just we're just chilling. Um, stop counting the days and the weeks. What's up, KC? I see you. What's up, fam? Um, it is 28 days. Has it? It's been 28 days. No, it, it has hasn't. Been, it has been 28 days. I, I completely lost track yeah. of time. Yeah. I was just days. on a call that somebody said they've been on lockdown for 31 days. And mm-hmm. I'm like, has it been 31 days? And then I counted. And for us, it's been 28 days. Really? Yes. Wow. Yep. That was the weekend of March 16th that we went to Atlanta. Well, that explains a lot, <laughs> actually. <laughs> yeah. I'm losing it up in here. No, but actually, it's been, <laughs> you know, it's been okay, I guess. Um, but, you know, we I encourage everybody to to not lose track of time, to get up, to do things, to to kind of anchor yourself in the day you know and what's happening because it can be easy especially since you're not going out and doing those things Mm -hmm. that typically would help to mark your week like i'm going to work on monday through friday are we doing we're going out to this to this pizza joint on friday night or saturday are we going to church on sunday if you're not doing those things those things tend to to anchor you and help you to track where you are and so if you've begun to if you've begun to get the feeling that you're losing track of the days and it all feels like tuesday you're not alone but there, there are some ways to help to help to do that. Even, you know, a lot of you have been wearing, you know, pajamas and shorts uh, like almost every day, <laughs> like me. <laughs> but no, well, shorts almost every day. But um, even if you dress in a certain way to help, kind of set to not only, you know, a lot of people just need that to get started. You don't necessarily need it to get started, but it does help you to really delineate what this part of the day is, yeah. and it helps it to not just blend into just day. So. Right. Yes, that's that is my COVID nineteen advice for tonight. That's not what we're here to talk about, though. But before we talk about what we're here to talk about, what you want to say? Anything? Uh, no, no. I mean, you know, we've been challenged this week to find um, the good things that are happening um, with either in our homes or in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, I just like to pass that on to you. So um, we often have been talking about how it's easy to get distracted by the difficult things or the struggle, because the struggle is real right now. Mm-hmm. Um, spend some time finding the good things, finding the good, um, people have different ways of doing that. A yeah. gratitude journal. Um, there's a, I think a good stuff news or good news. The good news segment, network. The good news network. Yeah. Um, there's a good news segment on CNN now. Um, hunt the good stuff. All these different ways to look for and find the good. Um, yeah. So something that we saw yesterday that really blessed us was our family um, collaborating on a song. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. You want to yeah. talk about that? Well, no. It, well, yeah. It was the McNeils, and I'm sorry, y'all didn't drop his name in. I forgot um, uh, his name. But the the yeah. the the, organ, the music mm-hmm. or the, the organist or musical yeah. director or whatever yeah. from the church, he um they they put together a collaboration of I should wear a crown, four different um, pieces that were you know um, uh, mashed together. They I guess they all, they broke up their harmonies and they they it was good. It was really good. So I think that is on really good. Yeah. So I don't know if Lisa wants to shout her out and put the page out there. Put the page out there, Lisa, if you want. <laughs> Uh, Jerrion, is that how you pronounce it? Jerrion? Yeah, so that's why I, I saw some J name, but I could yeah. not pick it up. That's what it is, Jerrion. I, I love that. One of my all-time favorite songs. Yes. So, yeah. And Tara Carroll, thanks for joining us. Hey, Tara. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going right. to I'm gonna take just a quick second okay. back here and do the little song. All right, y'all, don't, okay. don't go anywhere. I'd be right over here. Okay. <laughs> so if you know somebody that might need to join us that 
maybe hasn't connected in a while that you've lost contact with, maybe you should give them a shout out or tag them or share this right now. You can start a watch party. Um, we're trying to reach whoever needs to be reached. Um, it doesn't have to be the thousands or tens of thousands. If we're even reaching you every week, we're thankful um, and grateful to be reaching you. So absolutely. You're back. Absolutely. And I am back. And um, we, we thought what we do is just begin a, a four week series and take it back to basics over the course of a year or two there's all kind of things that you that we end up talking about some of them are fun mm -hmm. some of them are um a little heavy and so um you know we just we like to mix it up a bit but uh, we thought tonight and particularly at this point of COVID 19 it's time to really kind of take it back to some of the basics with regard to you know what it takes to make marriage last and not just what it takes to go into a great marriage and to start a great marriage, but to make it last because you're going to go through a lot of things over the course of years. And um, those things start to look very similar in your relationship. So tonight we're going to start with what I think is the big one. All right. We're starting with trust. So if there's somebody that need, you know, everybody see this. So you need to share it. You need to like go and grab, if, if your husband, your wife is out doing whatever they're doing, go holler and be like, hey, get in here. We're talking about trust tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and then if they say, I don't need to talk about trust. I trust you, you trust me, yeah, whatever. Get them in here, right? And so you all know who you are. So um, yeah, we're talking about trust because I think that trust is one of those um, foundational things in your relationship. Without it, it just can't work. Now there's some people who stay married, and don't trust, but it's, it's it's ugly, right? Sometimes outwardly ugly, sometimes inwardly. What is that? What? Why you? Why you laugh? Is that no, too just much? Listening. I mean, it's ugly. I mean, if you've ever been in a relationship where the trust is lacking, you know that is not an enjoyable place to be. It's it's a it's a struggling place to be, um, and, and I think most people want something different. Yeah, and so yeah. how important is trust in your marriage or your relationship? Um, we'd love to hear your comments on that. Um, we think we know the answer, um, but we don't want to make any assumptions. How important is trust in your marriage? How important is it to for your marriage to mm. last? Well, I know the answer. I mean, you know, we think answer. we know. No, we I know <laughs> this one. I know. Right. Uh -huh. Because if trust is not important in your relationship, what I mean, what is that? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Hmm. What do you call that if trust is not an important factor in a marriage? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, people build their marriages and relationships on a number of things and trust may not be one of the top things for them. Oh, well, okay. You know what? Yeah, okay. Cool. If trust is not a top thing for you, I mean, do we want to call people out? No, okay, fine. <laughs> Whatever. Talk about your friend. If it's not, a, If it's not an important thing for you, what is it? Yeah. So Jay Sutton says very important. Yeah. Yes. Of course, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> it is like <laughs> it's like very important. And so mm -hmm. um, and I, I'll, I'll allow other people, obviously, to oh, Charles Ham. What's up, Charles? Says an arrangement. So, oh, you, right. So an arrangement, you mean like we're together for some other purposes, such as, you know, and we've seen some marriages mm -hmm. like this where um, Mm -hmm. You know, not to pick on my military folks, but some military folks, you know, get married for, you know, the housing arrangement, get off post, um, you know, get housing allowance and just have a, a roommate. Yeah. 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 We're not talking about those those type marriages tonight. <laughs> the, the the arrangement. Let me see. Lisa says if trust is not important, it's not a healthy marriage. Right. Right on. I mean, you know, it's right. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. Am I supposed to take the. The unbiased position tonight, kind of the uh, the the you know the middle ground, the objective uh, position. No, good, no. good, because there is no objectivity. It's also it it is it is unequivocal. It's what it is. I will take the unequivocal position on this trust thing, right? Yeah. Um, but we know it's important. Yet many of us either struggle or have struggled with trust. Typically, because you know, trust is funny in a relationship. Oftentimes, you kind of go in, and you're given some equity, right? Mm. You're all, you're you're generally offered some level of trust. Now, this isn't that's not hundred percent, right? Because some people come in skeptical, like you have to prove yourself to me, 
But let's talk about the coming into the relationship when it's just, you know, I I love you. You're my world. I trust you. There's no way. I mean, there's no way you, you could like disappoint me or hurt me or whatever. Right. This is going to be great. We're going to live our lives together. It's going to be awesome. Mm. Right. And so a lot of people enter into the relationship like that. Most people hit a point in that relationship where it is not that at all. Something happens, right? Something happens to violate that or something happens to to expose some vulnerability, right? Maybe, maybe deep down, maybe you are that person who is a little bit skeptical, but hey, I'm trying to trust. But then I see some things and it's just like, that don't look right. All of a sudden, questions come. Yeah. Or, or yeah. yeah, go ahead. Or what? No, go ahead. Yeah, a lot of people say that I will trust you until you prove yourself not to be trustworthy. Yeah. So like you said, until you do something that causes me to question whether or not I should have given you so much trust um, in the beginning, um, not necessarily an egregious breach or mm -hmm. a major violation, but sometimes little things, right? Um, not following through on your commitments, not doing you know, what you said you would do, which is the same, just a different way of saying that. Mm -hmm. um, not giving your honest feedback or opinion when somebody asks you. Those are ways that, small ways, that can start to chip away at whether or not I trust you to be honest with me, whether mm -hmm. or not I trust you to um, to be genuine and be forthcoming and be transparent with the small stuff mm -hmm. when, when there's not a lot at stake. If yeah. you prove that you can't be trusted with those little things, then that may lead me to not be able to trust you with other things. That's good. I wonder if y'all could just drop into the chat box um, some small ways that trust can be violated because that's very good, right? A lot of times when people think about trust, they think about the, the huge thing, yeah. right? But there's so many ways that, that we chip away at trust on a regular basis. What are some ways you all think, just small things that can begin to erode trust? And I use erode intentionally, right? Because erosion doesn't just happen overnight, but yeah. it can if you have a storm like we had last night. It's oh my crazy. goodness, mm -hmm. that was crazy. But mm -hmm. what are some things that, be, that can begin to just erode just slowly, little by little, that level of trust and cause you to question? So we, 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 we would love yeah. to hear what you have to say on that. Michelle Moore Wilson, Thomas Stokes, Ron Harvey, hey. Nakia Graham, and Alprentice Smith, thanks for joining us. Wow. If you guys just jumped on, we are talking about the first of four keys to making a marriage last. And tonight we're talking about trust. So Mike just asked everyone um, to share some of the small things that can begin to erode trust in your marriage or relationship. Yeah. Um, so we want you to drop those in, in the um, in the comments. And Casey says, oh boy. Yeah, I don't even, I don't <laughs> even know. I don't know what this about. But, um, and I don't see any of those people right here on that screen. <laughs> it's fine. Anybody. So, yeah. Um, so I'm just curious, you know, for you all, and I don't know if you can see some of their responses, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, I'm curious for, for you all, what, what types of things um, violate that? Because a lot of times, we, that is, um, call it the person who is perhaps, you know, violating trust. Oftentimes, we will we will try to determine how much gravity, how much weight, um, how much importance certain things bear, mm -hmm. right? So maybe it's, I said I was coming home at six, but I get home at eight. For me, hey, you know, not a big deal. I mean, I made an extra, an extra stop or two, right? <laughs> Why are you uh -huh. laughing? I'm just, that is, that's a, a complete hypothetical. Made an extra stop or two, right? And then it's like, well, okay, maybe once, maybe twice. But all uh -huh. of a sudden now it's like, are you going to come home when you said you're coming home? You know, and which could lead to then, you know, other questions, right? Uh -huh. Or uh, Brian McNeil said, make sure the house is locked up at night, right? Yeah. Exactly, right? Because maybe once or twice, and I, and I have, well, I don't trust nobody, especially especially them kids. Anyway, so, <laughs> but when that happens, oh, you know, over the course of time, mm -hmm. you, you begin to have questions, right? And it's like, man, can I, well, let me go check. And now all of a sudden, when you're going to, now you have to go check and verify. Mm -hmm. That's when I believe the slope gets a little bit slippery. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and, and that's even a saying, right? Trust, but verify. Um, it, it puts us in a posture of going behind everybody mm -hmm. um, be, because of maybe 
things that have happened to us in the past. So often we enter into a relationship or our marriages um, with um, unsecured trust. That's what I'll call it mm. based on what we've seen um, growing up as a child, um, based on what was modeled in other relationships in our families mm -hmm. or um, with our parents. And yeah. so we start out with some unsecured trust. And like we said a little while ago, we kind of put people in a position of having to prove themselves or earn the trust. That's true for some of you. For others, like you you um, described, go into it bl with blind trust, right? And so it is, hey, I'm trusting you with everything from from the beginning, and I I trust and believe that you will not do anything to disrupt that trust. Mm -hmm. um, and so here we're talking about little things that start to erode the trust. Mm -hmm. um, Lisa says forgetting or canceling plans made. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Well, Jason I'd say you know mm -hmm. uh, wasting time or not being attentive. Mm. Yeah, um, Michelle, yeah. what's old uh, leaving mm -hmm. out details of your day when asked the old um, omission? Mm -hmm. Yes, that's what Monica Wilson Ferguson said. Oh, oh, om omitting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And then Kim Aiken says when or I think this is Kim, um, when trying times come to one spouse and thinking that the other spouse would be there for support for better or worse. But the support isn't there for whatever reason. No prayers, no communication. Now we have a situation where that spouse cannot be depended upon. Mm. That's big. That's deep. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. And Charlotte Bembry, mm. thank you for joining us. So we're talking about trust tonight. That that uh, um, Kim Aiken. That that's a, that's an interesting one, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's this idea for better or for worse. And some people, when worse comes, um, sometimes we miss it. Yeah. Right. And and all of a sudden it, it reminds me of, you know, if if I can disclose a little, I don't know, I tend to be a little yeah, shy. You disclose, disclose a lot. Yeah, I do. So <laughs> uh -huh. um, it reminds me of the the um, we talked about it before the weekend to remember back in Charlotte when the, one of our assignments was to go off and just, you know, um, just get uh, to know our spouse better, ask some questions. Uh -huh. um, and I was just like, yeah, we're going to do this thing. They were going to hit the outlet. That was, <laughs> I was like, ah, it's about to be on. And then we we kind of ran up on an issue that I had completely missed for a few months. And so um, I missed it a few months back. And I wasn't given an opportunity until that moment to address that. Right. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, one, if you miss kind of that initial, a lot of times, if, if, it just, if that's just normal, yeah. Then you just kind of going about your, you know, you're not even asking. And if and if, um, you know, like in that case of Wendy, I guess I don't if she decided, hey, you know, he's not the one he's not gonna be able to help me with this, not willing, not there, whatever. Well, I mean, it had been like literally a few months. And so I guess she just decided what had you decided? I, mean, I don't know. I, I think I mean, to take something that's not as light, as heavy as a health issue. I mean, something as simple as changing your hair or or buying a new outfit or mm -hmm. something right you you the the um, expectation is that the other person notices mm -hmm. so i think one of you said not noticing something right or not being attentive so when you when you don't notice those small changes or things that are made um then mm -hmm. it's kind of like well are you not paying attention mm -hmm. and and then it creates this environment of challenging and testing um or really trying to vie for attention. So I'm going to mm. see how long it takes you to notice fill in the blank. Mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. So in, in the case that you brought up, um, you know, I may have mentioned something, I may have shown you something, I may have, you know, discussed it or said it, but mm. I didn't say, Hey, here's everything that I'm thinking and feeling about this. And I need you to help me with it. That didn't mm. happen. Mm -hmm. But but everything else was laid out. So the expectation is, hey, you fill in the blanks, right? So we sometimes operate in the space of believing that the other person should just know. Mm -hmm. um, and we then um, kind of hold them responsible for what they should know, even though we may not have disclosed or shared the information. So I don't know if you guys are like me or not in that way, but that often happens. It'll be like, you know, I just feel like you should know this. I shouldn't mm -hmm. have to spell it out or we shouldn't have to have a whole big discussion. This is just something that you should just know. Yeah. Which actually I think warrants mm -hmm. um, a bit of conversation, right? About what 
somebody should know, right? Mm -hmm. Because um, a lot of times, you know, when it's your thing, I mean, obviously, you know, and it's a thing, right? It can be a big thing, but it's what it's definitely noticeable when it's yours. Yeah. And if somebody doesn't recognize that, is it fair to say, well, you should know if you have an expectation, right? Yeah. And so um, my money says, eh, no, it's not, not quite fair, right? Because ultimately, when we're talking communication, if you want something, um, at the end of the day, you got to say so, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so um, once you've said so, Mm -hmm. And then you don't receive that. Then that's another thing. If we're talking about trust, nothing that can begin to chip away at it. Like, well, I told you and I told you again and yeah. I told you again. I mean, do I have to spoon feed you? Do I have to like paint, right. you know, write it in the sky type thing? Right. Our apprentice said not sharing passwords to your phone, email, bank accounts, social media accounts. Mm -hmm. mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And yeah. so spoken like a person who is... <laughs> Coming, coming with truth, KC says, passwords, y'all about to get some people sleeping on the couch. So we've said Damn. this before in terms of what should be shared, what should be disclosed, and how transparent you should be. Yeah. Um, and each of you decides that for your own marriage. But we certainly encourage you to to be as transparent as possible. That there are some people that say, well, I'm just a private person, so I don't really talk about my personal issues. For example, hemorrhoids, right? So if if either of you has hemorrhoids, that's not that's one of those things where somebody might be like, hey, I have this huge hemorrhoid and I need you to come take a look at it. Or they would say, this is private. I'm just going to keep this to myself, so but funny. it's causing me discomfort and it could impair how sexy I feel. I mean, I don't know. That's a thing, right? Yeah. And so I, I threw it out there because that's one of the things people don't like to talk about that kind well, of stuff. Right. There, there, there are some of you who don't talk about health issues at all, who mm -hmm. don't talk, who don't um, show your spouse certain parts of your body for whatever reason. Yeah. That's the thing, right? That may even be its whole. Uh, no, you know what? We're coming back to that because. Um, yeah, that's important to come back to, but mm. I want to, I want to stay focused <laughs> tonight. Yeah, that's in Song of Solomon. We always go back to Song of Solomon. Yeah. It, yes. But, but the, but passwords. Okay. So yes. as y'all, if you don't know, I'll tell you, Wendy has, she has access to literally everything I have. Email. She has fingerprint on my phone, whole nine yards, because I, I just, what, what would you be hiding? Now, the only problem, that whole password thing. Um, presents is if I'm trying to surprise her with something. Yeah. Because I got to go through, I got to jump through all, all kind of hoops to make a surprise happen that she doesn't detect. Not because she's searching, but because, you know, generally the flow of cash, all that stuff, she's she's going to know, you yeah. know, if she looks, she'll, she'll be able to see what's been, you know, at least where something's been purchased from. Yeah. But I mean, that's kind of the only issue with that because, you know, put in work. a relationship is really about a mm -hmm. marriage it's really about transparency if the two are going to become one how is it that the left hand left hand can do something that the right hand doesn't know about yeah yeah that's good um monica wilson ferguson says i get blamed for that all the time i always tell him that i feel that he should know thanks for joining us, linda scott lisa mcneil said i expect him to know certain things but it's not fair to assume he can read my mind unless i've said it 43 times mm -hmm. um and then apprentice smith back to the password says i share mine um and so the, the thing is right sharing passwords and sharing access and what that's really about um i think the idea is that you should operate in a space where there's nothing um, that's being hidden, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you say, okay, well, I, I may not be able to surprise you if you see all of the money or where the money goes or or any money that gets moved. Um, it definitely keeps you on your toes. It, you have to get more creative. You have to put in some work. Oh, I, you I, 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 I handle have, mine. What you you, have, about? Oh, you yeah. have. I mean, shoot. Um, I've laundered money through the children. What? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So... Um, what does it really mean at the, at the end of the day in your marriage? Are you sharing everything? Is mm -hmm. it truly 100% I share everything, my thoughts, my dreams, my money, my passwords, well, everything? Uh, no. Okay. I Just mean, everything. No, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know about everything. Right. But, mm -hmm. but what I'm, but with regard to anything that comes through this, mm -hmm. 
the only time if you find yourself doing this right um you taking know, it outside masking talk, you know like things like well i mean it depends on i mean why going outside i mean is there a movie going on and people looking at you crazy whatever <laughs> but but hey dad and then you go outside all right but oh. then um but are you shielding what's happening here mm -hmm. this bad boy <laughs> is responsible for a lot of problems and a lot of oh, bring no screen a lot of drama mm -hmm. this all right, because because everything can flow through here. The question is, what do you allow to flow through here? What gates do you have up? If the gate is in your house instead of on the phone, you might have a trust problem. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Say that again. Say if your gate do it with the effects, if your gate is in your home <laughs> instead of here on your phone, you might have a trust problem. Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, and that that's where we get into boundaries, right? Boundaries, expect, expectations and then breaches. Mm -hmm. And so we asked you guys um, a little bit about what are the smaller things that can erode trust, um, assuming that we know some of the big things. So Kim mm -hmm. actually put a, a pretty big one in there. Um, of course, mismanagement of money or finances tends to be a really huge one that, that can disrupt trust mm -hmm. that you didn't mention that you, um, what was that movie? The founder that you put the house up put as house collateral up for, for a loan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, just different things that, I mean, maybe you didn't think it was important, but that was pretty important mm -hmm. stuff like that. So, um, funds, um, infidelity is mm -hmm. a huge one and mm -hmm. of course we don't want to just skip over i mean that's it that's that is the one when people mm -hmm. think about distrust or mistrust lost trust in a marriage or relationship it usually surrounds um some type of um affair or infidelity that some, occurred yeah some relational right? breach or some mm -hmm. right and even before we even because you like took us we went to the max you know we we still yeah i went <laughs> money <laughs> money uh yes yeah, infidelity. Yeah, yeah. But but we also have even before that, like relationships mm -hmm. that are not shared. You know, like oh, you know, yeah. you know, these secret. friendships, secret friendships, mm -hmm. or 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 relationships that are mm -hmm. cultivated, mm -hmm. right? But your but your spouse is not involved in that relationship. Yeah. Um, or uh pornography right mm. you know um trying to access pornography on you know wh whatever device you do it on but yeah. um you know being very secretive and going and find places to do things like that yeah also can be really huge in terms of damaging the trust in your relationship yeah and the, mm. the idea is of course and i think you all said it without trust in your marriage or relationship um, or with the violation of trust it can really send everything off course and what we're talking about are the keys to making a marriage last mm -hmm. right and so um when when things get off course is it just like okay you know there's been a breach and we're done or are there ways to work back from trust being violated right when somebody mm -hmm. um takes what you've given them and they betray it what next how do you get past that and is that even possible um 100 right so is it only true that you can forgive or you can forget or you can move on um but not 100 percent. like you still hold on to a little bit of of that i'd like to to get your thoughts on that because mm -hmm. there's some people that say i can i could never get over whatever it is that you did and for the rest of my life there's always going to be this void or this this block and it prevents you from being able to connect beyond that point for some people, that's their truth. And mm -hmm. so I want to hear from you on that. But Tara Carroll says, um, before I got into all of that, she says, I had the same issue with with gifting when he manages our bills blank bank account. He talked about it and I opened a small spending account for gifting and splurging. He has access to account to the account if needed, but he respects the purpose and does not access. Mm -hmm. Great example of how to communicate about what it is that you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. So Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Thank you. Um, yeah. Yeah. So K KC says work spouses. <laughs> y'all know. I'm going to mm -hmm. encourage you all. Now, I know, you know, this, I mean, it's all good fun. Yeah. We've been very innocent. I'm going to encourage you to like to to refrain from the whole idea of a work spouse. Yeah, we've talked about that before. <laughs> 
But I yeah. mean, you know, do what you do. But I'm just, I, you know, I'm just going, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, say I'm more. Gonna, well, um, it, it is already the case that, you know, people come up with that term for a reason, right? Because they spend oftentimes, you know, as much or more time at work than they do at home. And it's mm-hmm. like, I spend so much time with this person. This is like my work wife, mm-hmm. <laughs> my work husband. No, personally, I would not find that very amusing. But the message, I think the idea of what marriage is really should be protected and kind of in every way and really thought through mm-hmm. because a lot of spouses chuckle at that, mm-hmm. but deep down they're a little bit resentful or maybe a whole lot resentful. And they may not tell you, but but a lot of spouses kind of have do have some problems with the idea, perhaps, of how much time you spend at work already anyway, and the relationships that you're building anyway, and the intimacy that you have anyway, and all the things that you share that they don't share, right? I mean, all those things are there anyway. And so I think sometimes people, they unknowingly um, kind of, you know, pour a little salt in the wound when when using that type of terminology. Hmm. Um, yeah, that, that could be true. I think so. the other thing, too, is not having honest conversations about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the things that was pointed out earlier, and I think you also mentioned in terms of what, um, what you're forthcoming with, right, information. Um, I can't remember. I think I can't remember who it was. I could scroll back, but they were talking about not being forthcoming or honest when asked mm-hmm. about certain details. And when we got to the whole omission piece. And so mm-hmm. it's the whole, well, you know, if I'm, if I don't lie about it, then, then I'm not really disrupting the trust. I'm just, um, it is a lie by omission, right? And not a lie by commission, but omission. If, if I don't mention it or it doesn't come up, then it's probably okay. I'm good, right? Yeah, no, no. no. (laughs) And so if if there is a a subject or a topic that you all cannot openly talk about with each other, that might be something that you really need to dig a little deeper on. Take some time to intentionally have a conversation about the difficult thing. Now, um, do we recommend just go in there, write down all the difficult things, sit down and have all those conversations? Well, not all at once. No. <laughs> <laughs> not all at once. It's hard to do. Is it is not easy, and most of us have those one, two, or three conversations that continue to come up time and time again mm-hmm. that are always difficult to have, and it usually has some trust element within it, within it. And so, um, I would say right now, while we have some time and we're talking about how to be intentional about making your marriage last that you really start to think about and reflect on, is there anything that you have not been honest about and is now a time where you, the two of you can come together to talk about it? Hmm. Mm. Now, that's now we're getting Mm -hmm. serious, right? Because some of you rightfully so might be holding on to things that you're afraid Mm -hmm. to disclose because Mm -hmm. it's going to destroy everything. So you, so you believe, right? Um, what we can say with certainty is that, um, people have disclosed, um, difficult things, even hurtful things. Um, you know, they do it all the time and they make it, but there, there are several things that I think are necessary if you're going to overcome something difficult, whether it's something that you've been holding on to and you disclose or something that Mm -hmm. just came to light. Mm -hmm. There are several things that you need to do in order to overcome that and get beyond that particular issue, that incident, and have a relationship that is strong and trusting where you're not looking over your over your shoulder, right? And you're not you're not questioning everything. Yeah. There's a way, right? Mm -hmm. So um and there's at least three things that you got to do. Okay. Okay. Yes. Um, so I think. You're going to get into the three things? Would you like me to get into the three things? I'm going to read some comments. Is that where you were going? I, I am. Yep. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> No, th- just some good comments. Kim L., thanks for joining us. Robin Hare and Rella Hicks, thanks for joining us. Um, and I think there was one other person that joined us, so I'll find it. But mm-hmm. um, I was just looking at Lisa McNeil's comment, and she says, if you can't get over it, this is in response to the question that I asked, if you can't get over it, I would argue you haven't truly forgiven. Trust has to be re-earned, but there must be room for redemption unless you're prepared to throw the marriage away. 
Um, And I think that's a a really good point. So before we we get to those three things, um, we are operating under the assumption that you want your marriage to last, that you want it to work. Um, And beyond whatever difficulty you may have had, whatever breach of trust or violation of trust that has occurred, that you've made a decision that you, you want it to work and you want it to be as healthy and happy as you imagined it could be when you got into it. Um, That's the assumption we're operating off of. And so if, if those things are not true, then it's a different conversation to have. Mm -hmm. Um, and there may be other help that's needed. And so just kind of glossing over the surface, not getting, um, into the deep, um, deeper issues or talking about the really tough things could be a symptom that you really are just going along in a superficial relationship that is really not a meaningful and healthy marriage. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what are the three things? Well, I think um, Lisa really kind of began to get at what I believe is the, the most important thing. And so I, we, we're really looking at this from two perspectives. Mm-hmm. Trust, person who has violated said trust and yes. person who's, you know, kind of felt the impact of that. Mm-hmm. And so however things come to light, however, whether it's a conversation, a revelation or whatever, the first thing to do is to own whatever it is, ask for forgiveness. First thing, acknowledge that that thing is real, mm-hmm. because if you're like some people, then you you may have spent a good deal of time um really discounting and saying no that's not real that's not a problem it's not an issue right and so if that's been you the first thing you have to do is to own it because that person in this case if it's wendy my wife needs to know that i recognize this thing is a problem and i'm willing I'm, i'm communicating some willingness to address that yeah yeah. You agree? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think sometimes people say that they're owning something, but in their ownership, it's blame. Mm-hmm. So I only did this because of something that you did. Oh, um, and, and with that, that's not really owning it. That's kind of shifting ownership, right? We're talking about full on and, and full honesty, admitting um, that you have done something that has disrupted destroyed or violated the trust of your spouse yeah yeah that's good and mm-hmm. and and just letting that sit by itself as uncomfortable as that is resisting the urge to say but you did x y and z if mm-hmm. you hadn't done whatever then i would got to resist the urge to do that yeah there is a natural tendency for people to try to do that right so yeah. avoid that so the first thing is to own it yeah and ask for forgiveness Right. Yeah. Well, I think, too, with that is that in people's minds, Mm -hmm. that's what they believe. Right. Mm -hmm. That that I would not have done this or this would not have happened if you had not fill in the blank or if you had fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. And so what we're talking about is a situation where there is something that you've done you own it and you are now asking for forgiveness, which is Mm -hmm. the second half of owning it. Yeah. It's kind of two in one. It is. I said I said the extra one in yeah. there. But I you know, I almost I, you my I'm a summer brow furl up a little bit because the thing is oftentimes people will blame someone else for their decisions. They we we get to decide. Period. Every single thing that we do is a decision yeah. on our part. We don't get to blame anybody else for that. Yep. Right? Am I true. right? It's true. Yeah, I know that's true. So Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. The second thing, and this is hard, but you have to fill in the blanks. No, that's the third thing. The second thing is open the book. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> my bad. The second thing is to open the book. What does that mean? Mm. Well, that's transparency, right? That means answer the questions that you're asked. That means the passwords. That means information. It's creating an open book for your life. How can you connect with anybody if you're not open, right? How can you be truly connected to becoming one if you're not completely open about what whatever your life really is? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it's about um, just opening the book of your life, unlocking your phone, leaving that phone sitting face up on the ottoman while you go get you some lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. 
right? Because it's that's all about transparency. The filling in the blanks piece is about answering questions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a, because because there there will oftentimes be questions, and sometimes they're going to be difficult questions to answer. Yeah. But you don't you don't get to like opt out of the question. That's not what this is. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, it, it doesn't make any sense to dig deep on something and then go superficial. Like, I just told you or confessed what I did, but now when you ask me questions about it, I'm going back to the surface and I'm giving you, you know, not enough information or partial information. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and all that does, if you give partial information with the intent to come back later and maybe fill in the rest, you're prolonging whatever it is and you're preventing true healing to, from taking mm-hmm. place. Right. What? No, I said, mm-hmm. I'm just oh. co-signing. Yes. Oh yeah. So one of the things that you mentioned, um, cause we're kind of here one, two, and three back to one is owning it and asking <clears throat> for forgiveness. Um, we often also talk about forgiving yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in, in owning it and being honest with yourself, first right because we mentioned that but we didn't really talk about it from the perspective of forgiving yourself yeah but being honest with yourself first if if you are a habitual liar and habitual liar (laughs) then (laughs) you gotta own that right Mm -hmm. if if that's that is an issue that you have if you um are a drug user it's right here um you got to be honest about that. If you um, are somebody who cannot be trusted because, I mean, maybe you were a thief in the past. I don't know. I mean, all of those things, those are those are not things that anybody would be proud of. But if that's who you are, you first have to confront that thing yeah. and, and be honest about that. If you're not, if you can't be honest with yourself, you're. it is unrealistic to believe that you'll be honest with anyone. Yeah. Um, and so that just kind of goes back to that. I, I think kind of fits in there with Mm -hmm. owning it and then forgiving yourself. Yeah. And I'm I'm so glad you brought that up because you brought that up (laughs) because, um, forgiving you, you know, the, the word commands us, right. To forgive each other. Um, and and it tells, it tells us that Jesus, and we just, you know, Easter resurrection day was just yesterday, right? Mm -hmm. God paid the price for all that sin. So we don't have to take on what the price has already been paid for. Mm -hmm. And so that means you do forgive yourself as well. And a lot of people say, well, you know, I don't basically, they don't own things because it's like, I don't want to get beat up and I'm tired of getting beat up. Well, well, I mean, Hey, get over it. Everybody has sinned. Everybody falls short. Nobody is perfect. Mm -hmm. And so Knowing that nobody's perfect, the word says that too, right? All mm-hmm. of all of sin, all fall short, and yeah. so owning that is simply just lining up with what the word of God says, yeah. which is we're all flawed, we're all messed up, and so in a way, I believe it it, it honors God because we we're supposed to confess our sins to God as well, mm-hmm. right? And so to be able to say, yeah, I'm a sinner, I messed up, so I, I just thank you for your grace, you know, and to be able to say that to my wife, you know what? Yeah, I messed up, I did mess up. And I, I, I love you for forgiving me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. But it's also about trusting the other person. Mm-hmm. Right. So you want their trust, but you also have to extend trust um, just like grace. Right. So I am trusting you to, you know, hear me out and not. Um, not hold this against me, not use this as a weapon, not, you know, now decide that we need to throw this away because I was honest, right? There, there's a mm-hmm. fine line in that. Um, we can't tell you what that line is in your marriage or your relationship. Mm-hmm. We can't tell you how much you should take or um, if there's anything that's unforgivable, not ours to do. Only you can determine what that reality is in your marriage. What we believe is that all things can be forgiven. We Mm -hmm. believe that if faith is part of um, the formula for your marriage, that your marriage can last um, beyond a whole lot of things that will happen. Um, So not everything will happen. You may, you know, stay married to each other and have the best relationship for a hundred years together um, without any major breaches of trust and no major issues. 
that could be you. Um, for some of us though, there are things that have happened or things that will happen. And the challenge is having hope enough to believe that we can get past even those. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Al Prentice said, can you please attend? <laughs> Stop it. Stop it, Al Prentice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Another conversation for another day. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, extending grace and mercy, it's so mm -hmm. important. And, and so I, I think that um, if we're going to forgive ourselves, if we're going to own it um, and ask for forgiveness, um, if we're going to open the book and be transparent, mm -hmm. if we're going to fill in all the blanks, there, there's one thing, and these are not necessarily in order of importance, yeah. because this last one is the mm -hmm. most important. Mm. Um, we got to trust God more than we trust anybody. Mm hmm because we got to believe that God, because he does, has the power to change yeah. anyone. Yeah. Right. And so we can't put all of our um, eggs in one <laughs> basket, so to speak. We can't like um, put it on this human being to to fix all of the trust issues that we built up over the years, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. those are built up by human beings. Right. Right. And so we can't do that but what we can do is trust a god who has proven time and time over again that he is in control of everything and everyone and um we can we can trust god to take all of that pain that disappointment that hurt and turn that into something that can bless somebody yeah 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 and and that really comes to where you are in your faith and what you believe mm. um and and that can be a challenge when you're in the midst of something or you're going through something you may not be in a place where you want to hear from anybody like don't come to me with that and now is not the time for you to throw scripture at me right now i need something else and and um you know some of us have been in that place. And so the idea is that you are building up a foundation um, for your marriage in the beginning before you ever have any challenges or issues. And, and it is upon that foundation that you are able to fall back on if something happens. And so if for some reason you started out your marriage and you didn't, it was the foundation of your marriage was not God's plan for marriage or um, having a, um, a, a um, biblically focused family. Um, and, and that's what everything that you do and everything that you create and comes forth is based on. Um, then you have some work to do. Right. And so, so what? I mean, yeah, that's, that's like, I like most of them. That's oh, us. Is it? <laughs> that was, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, cause uh, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of times you know, we, we, yeah, mm -hmm. start in a certain way. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. I mean, that would be ideal. Yeah. But a lot of us, even the ones who, you know, we're Christians and we go to church and, you know, we, we love the Lord and all that. I yeah. mean, we started off a little shaky. Yeah. Well, truth be told, even though we're Christians, we're saved and we love the Lord. Some of us are still a little shaky. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. You know, like some people miss that whole boat. Like they missed it. Like, <laughs> the, you know, the foundational piece. Yeah. But that's the thing that foundation, you can start building that. Mm -hmm. anytime like right now you can start building that it's not too late it's not yeah it, i mean it, it is remarkable what happens mm -hmm. when you shift your behavior and you really kind of throw that that trout off of your life and really kind of open it up and allow god to come into it and allow your marriage to really grow and blossom the way a marriage is supposed to yeah. be yeah right yeah From, um, but being being vulnerable and yielding to that first, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you find yourself in a situation where you, it is obvious that it is not under your power or the power of your spouse that you all will be able to get beyond it, that's really the true test of your faith. Um, in order to heal from some of the really, really deep things or the egregious things, it takes more than the two of you. It does take your faith, your trust, and your belief in something bigger than both of you. Mm -hmm. um, and so when you were mentioning about, you know, trusting in more than just a person next to you, mm -hmm. um, that really is integral to being able to move beyond your current circumstance, um, even when it's something small. And so in the small things, if you can find yourself um, 
or allow yourself to ask for God's grace, his forgiveness, his allowance um, for you, even in that, right? You know, Lord, forgive me that I got an attitude about the cabinets in the kitchen being open. I mean, it seems like something small. It's not something small. That's that's like a big that. Ooh. Anyway, it seems like something small. But even in those small things, if you can start to adopt a posture of asking for yourself um, to be able to, you know, hey, God, work in me this way, not fix him and have him close the cabinets, but help me. <laughs> not make such a big deal about cabinets being left open. I mean, it doesn't hurt anybody until it hurts somebody. Michelle Alvarez, <clears throat> we miss you guys. Oh, man. And yeah, so glad do. you could join us. And Tracy is always great when we can have hey, our, you know, our friends in the Pacific joining us. And yeah. the, what did they say? Um, oh, see, that's, this is good. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Rocco and Tracy say, sometimes it's easier to say the words, I am sorry, and want to quickly move past the pain and the hurt and for things to get uh, jump, and for things to get back to normal. Mm -hmm. True healing and transformation takes place when we allow the Lord to come in and we have a heart change. Yes, yes, yes. absolutely, 100%. Yes, because a lot of times, you know, once we put it out there, when you kind of was this, what you were kind of mm -hmm. alluding to, mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I said it now, let's move on. You, yeah. You've heard enough. No, actually, you've only just begun. But it's okay. We were we were talking on, on our on our on our business um, um, webinar today uh -huh. um, about pivoting and recalibrating, and and in, in this pivot is you know pivoting to a whole different way of living yeah. and disclosure. Yeah. And so sometimes it feels like tearing down, uh -huh. but what it's really doing is cleaning up uh -huh. and and allowing oh, you to good. move forward in a way that's completely different. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Xavier Lucky Senior, you're right on time. He says, I'm late, but I hope this is relevant. Forgiveness is always easier to a person until they have to give it. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to hold on right to mine, there. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's good. That's right on time. And then the rest of what Rocco and Tracy said was the relationship will never be the same, but that is the beauty of healing. The relationship we trust and uh, healing the relationship if we trust and invest in the process we truly do transform mm -hmm. um you know when you're in the midst of something it, the last thing on your mind is that someday this will be a blessing to somebody else and we might be able to use this as a testimony yeah. at least it was the last thing on my mind when um the cabinets were left open <laughs> <laughs> when things happen that dis that disrupt um, trust or that yeah. have caused disappointment in in our relationship, yeah. at the time we were not celebrating, thinking, "Yes, we're so glad this happened yeah. to us, so that we could share this with somebody." That's just not where it was. But over time, um, we, we heal. Over, over time, it became stronger. Over time, it became more beautiful than it was before anything happened. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people who haven't experienced that may be hesitant to believe that, but we believe that for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I want, I wanted to, I think it was Tiffany who was saying that, mm -hmm. you know, when someone does give you something yeah. to, to not beat them up yeah. with your words, right? Because sometimes when someone is um acknowledging and they're owning it yeah all of a sudden we feel real entitled like yeah you should own it and 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 all of a sudden it makes it very difficult for that conversation to continue in a way that's healthy that's right? true and so it's important and it's hard to do yeah but to treat that those moments as gifts right necessary for you all to move to where you want to move to yeah right? so. yeah and you know we're almost out of time and so if you guys have any final comments or there's anybody that you want to tag in here in the last few minutes um please go ahead and do that but um we were talking about it being resurrection sunday yesterday um and and what that means right and so in that whole story um there was betrayal that took place there was um you know trust that was violated and mm -hmm. and it was foreshadowed it you know jesus said you are going to betray me yes um and despite the fact that it had been said and prophesied um judas found himself right mm -hmm. <laughs> in, well, the, 
um, helpless against it, right? Yeah. Well, well, Judas, I mean, he, his role in this was to be that guy, right? Right. But he was helpless. He said, not me. Well, you, well, it was like, is it I? That was that was Judas. The not me was the whole cockscrow and everything. Yeah. And like, and they were like, ah, oh, you know what? No, I'm, you know, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I would never like never deny you, Lord. Yeah, but he sold them out. <clears throat> Judas sold them out. He sold them out. But, and and my point in even bringing that up, mm -hmm. we talked about this a little earlier, <laughs> is that he regretted it after he did it, mm -hmm. right? So much so that he wanted to undo what had been done, um, and often. Yeah, often after something happens, we, today, Judas. we regret it, right? Mm -hmm. And we want we want to just be able to undo it. We want to be able to to press rewind and have a do over. Mm -hmm. And and oftentimes though, <clears throat> it's not possible to do that. Yeah. Um. And so you have a choice. And so in his case, he took his own life, right? Mm -hmm. and, and that was a tragic outcome. I bring that up because. Just like Tiffany said, I mentioned it earlier. If you don't forgive yourself in this process, it can lead to both of you being isolated. Mm -hmm. The person who violated the trust and the person who's not willing to forgive and both of you being isolated and not being able to be there for each other can have tragic outcomes. And yeah. tragic outcomes could be death, but it could also be divorce. Um, yeah. And it could also be staying in a marriage that's not healthy or fulfilling or happy in any way. Yeah. And so we don't want you to make your marriage last and be miserable. We want you to make your marriage last and have it be as ev everything that you expected and imagined it could be and even more. So, yes. yeah. So, um, Ron, Ron put in the chat, forgive me as I forgive those that trespass against me. Mm -hmm. uh, part, part of the Lord's prayer. Mm -hmm. And that's an important part that we often gloss over, but it is, we're asking, we're asking God all the time to forgive us and yeah. show us grace. Yeah. Um, it is required that we do it as well. So, um, and Kim wanted to know the song. That was Sarah Bareilles. Yes. All right. Sarah Bareilles, I choose you. We'll, we'll play it on the way out, but um, listen, I just want to one point I want to make before we check out mm -hmm. is that if, if anyone after hearing this is feeling like, hey, I, I feel like there's something I need to say, I, something I need to disclose I've been holding on to. We, we ask that you just pray about that. Yes. Really seek God's guidance. Mm -hmm. That was a big squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> really seek God's guidance on what to do next, when to do it. It's never going to feel like the right time, but just seek God on it. And when he tells you to move move with it and trust him. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So, and in, in that process, if you believe that whatever it is that, that has occurred is something that could potentially end your marriage, then you want to surround yourself with godly wisdom, godly people um, that can pray with you and pray for you yes. um, through, through that process. So the idea is not that you just, you know, say, okay, I just heard something. And so the next thing I'm going to do is I'm coming to you right now and I'm telling you everything and we just going to put it out here. You don't, you don't want to step out of the, the plane without a parachute. Mm -hmm. You don't want to walk the tightrope without a safety net. Um, make sure that you have support. Um, you know, somebody who, like I said, is going to pray with you and pray for you, um, and provide you good godly guidance. Yeah. And why do we say pray? Cause the word says in Proverbs mm -hmm. three, um, chapter five, yes. um, verse six, to lean, you know, um, trust in the Lord with all your heart, right. And to lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Yeah. He will tell you where to go. Yep. Let's pray. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we just come tonight. Um, thank you for being God and thank you that you you are still God no matter how long um, we're on stay at home orders or uh, no matter what happens, you're God and you're fully in control. And we just thank you for that. Um, we thank you for everyone who um, who will see this, who will listen. And we just ask that uh, these words fall on, on hearts and uh, help to change hearts, help people to know that um, we got we got to first trust you and you will make everything the way it's supposed to be uh, you'll be with us through everything through um, good times and bad times you never leave us and you never forsake us and we just ask that you bless each of these these marriages and help them to be the example that you'd have them to be for 
what um, a godly marriage looks like, uh, for what the relationship is between God and between Jesus Christ and his church and help us to live that example every day. And we thank you for these people. Um, we ask that you bless them in everything they do. We trust you with everything. We pray these and other blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, people, that's it. Um, we will see you all next week. Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you for joining us today for the Marriage Shop Podcast, brought to you by Catalyst, creating places that people want to work and leaders they want to work for. Learn more at www.connectmovegirl.com. Catch live recordings of The Marriage Shop on Facebook and YouTube on Monday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern. Follow us on Facebook at The Marriage Shop or go to YouTube.com, enter The Marriage Shop in the search box, click that Marriage Shop logo, and then subscribe to our channel. Set all your alerts to ensure you know everything that's going on in The Marriage Shop.